Welcome to Chiefing with Chi, a podcast where you get to smoke with me, Lene Chi, and talk about everything from pop culture to your favorite munchy meal. I created this podcast so that smokers like me have a safe space to smoke, snack, and talk about what's on their minds. It doesn't matter if you smoke blunts, papers, eat edibles, or drink your Mary Jane in your tea. This podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and if you need to, grab your lighter. It's time for Chiefing with Chi. Welcome back to another episode of Chiefing with Chi with me, Lene Chi. I hope your week has been amazing, you guys. I have been having a good week. I must admit, it feels really good. I'm feeling really good right now. I have been getting things done, and that feels good in and of itself. I will say, though, the only thing that I want to improve going into this new week is to get more sleep. I feel like I cannot get enough of it. And it may be time to make some adjustments to a few things and dial it back even more uh, as far as like my work my work life balance is concerned. But whatever changes that I do decide to make, I will keep you guys posted on those. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, you already know what you need to do. Pause this right now and go listen to Category Aesthetic and then you can come back and join us, okay? On this episode, we're talking setting healthy boundaries. Brianna Taylor, a self-made millionaire with a luxury watch company, dead trolls, and so much more. So without further ado, let's go. Munchy Meal of the Week. Welcome back to another week of Munchy Meal segment. This week... I've been stacking on the Cool Ranch Doritos. And shout out to the factory that has been seasoning all of the bags. Because the ones that I have had, they haven't missed yet. I love the Cool Ranch. It's my go-to flavor besides, I say, spicy nacho or the purple bag. It's really a versatile chip. You can eat it plain, just out the bag. You can eat it with some non-dairy queso, salsa. It's always a hit no matter what you eat it with. And it's crazy because when Taco Bell had the Cool Ranch Taco, it didn't do it any justice on how good the flavor actually is. So if they could have made it with like more of the Dorito flavoring on it, it probably would have been a hit. But yes, if you didn't know that Cool Ranch was the elite flavor, you know now. Hit me on the socials and let me know what your favorite Dorito flavor is. We are off to weekly wrap up. The city of Louisville has reportedly settled a $12 million civil lawsuit filed by the family of Breonna Taylor after her untimely and unnecessary death, I would say about six months ago now. This all took place on Tuesday. The mayor, Greg Fisher, and the attorneys of Breonna Taylor's family held a joint press conference at Metro Hall to give details on the agreement. Now, personally, I don't believe that it's our business, but let's just talk about the breakdown of this $12 million. Now, the family will be receiving $12 million. 33% of that is going to be given to the attorneys as a contingency fee. For those not familiar with what a contingency fee is, it's the sum of money that the lawyer is entitled to only if they win the case. 
In this case, it was a win for them. So their fee will be 33% of the $12 million. So the lawyers are looking at about 300,000 plus dollars um, for their work on the case. How the money will come is from various different ways. Um, I'm assuming the city can just pull it out of put pool $12 million all out of one uh, place. So $5 million of the 12 will be coming from Metro Government's Risk Management Fund. Another five will be paid through a self-insurance trust fund. Um and then that's 10 right there. And then the last two will come from that same trust. This has been said to be the largest payout pay in the U.S. in the case of a police excessive force case. And, you know, I would say I've seen a lot of people who have been very upset about this and said that no amount of money will do and that the only real compensation is justice for the people responsible um, and to have them arrested and convicted. I've seen a lot of people expressing just this, just disappointment in the family for accepting the settlement. It's bizarre to me because we don't know these people. We don't know what the ins and outs of their house is, their situation is. And this, I feel like it's just a very unique, situation. Not too many of us understand the ins and outs of a situation like this, where someone that we know a loved one has been gunned down by police um, unnecessarily, untimely, and it's made headlines in the whole world. Um, So I think that we have to also keep that in mind. We also have to keep in mind that um, Again, we don't know these people. (laughs) Um, We don't know what the burdens are. But why can't they get paid for the suffering and pain that they have experienced and are experiencing? Um, Even one of Breonna Taylor's lawyers broke down and explained uh, that this this settlement is multi-layered and what was accomplished in the settlement is just a portion of what is going on behind the scenes which is why and I fall short in this area too people have to understand not to speak without full context of a situation because you never know what's going on behind the scenes Uh, There was also a young lady on Twitter who broke it down very well, but I can't find her tweet anywhere explaining like the ins and outs. But the case to get these men arrested, prosecuted, are still going on. That's still in the works. The the payout is pain and suffering as far as I'm concerned. Um, It's not the end of the fight. They still have the ongoing case to have these people arrested and convicted, like I said. And I feel like this. It's time for us to get paid for our pain. I'm glad that her family received monetary compensation for their pain. It won't heal their pain, of course. 
it probably won't even ease the pain, but it's something. It's 12 million or a, a little less than 12 million, okay? 11 million of something. That's a lot of money, okay? So let's not be so quick to judge this family. Um, and also, we don't know the finances that it may have took to bury. If burying someone is very, very expensive, um, I would say it's a $20,000 bill, maybe more, depending on the size of your family and the request of the loved one who passed as far as their funeral services are concerned. It's not a game. So be understanding to that. Uh, we need to start running these people's pockets. You hear me? So that's that on that i'm happy that they were awarded the 12 million let's move on to the next topic new but not shocking information has emerged about a georgia immigration detention center a nurse by the name of don wooten who worked at this uh detention center which was called it's still called my bad um Irwin County Detention Center in Southern Georgia. She said that authorities there performed very shady hysterectomies on detainees, the women detainees. Ms. Wooten filed a complaint on Monday, and in this complaint, she explained that the they had an outside gynecologist come in who did not work at the facility. And majority of the detainees that were seen by this gynecologist received a hysterectomy. And at least one of those patients had the wrong ovary removed during their surgery. This nurse also stated that she was unsure if the patients agreed to the procedure, which the procedure prevents you from having children in the future. It's like, uh, I couldn't see people who are just detained because of immigration cases, not wanting to have kids, you know, not all of them, at least. There were also other issues at the facility, which were COVID-19 related, and they refused to test the detainees, even those who were suspected to have COVID-like symptoms, um, and that's scary because they can spread it to all of those detainees in the place they also were destroying detainee complaint boxes without looking at them and destroying medical records of the detainees which right then and there shows that something was going on that had no business going on that they were destroying these these people's medical records about procedures that they probably had or things that were done to them that's red flag but nothing about this shocks me because look at everything that we're going through and we've been through and all of the, the stories that we heard that are similar to this about organ harvesting and the black market. It's, it's so many things going on behind the scenes that you never really know unless you are firsthand up on it. Um, and that's why I said... <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's always something sinister going on beneath the surface. They care about quotas. Uh, they don't care about black and, black and brown lives. They're not lives that are valued, and that's sad. But it's the reality at this current point. 
Now, the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, is asking that an investigation be done by the Department of Homeland Security. I don't see it happening. Um, There is an organization called Project South who has been involved in trying to help the women at this facility. Um, You can find them at projectsouth.org. They've been fighting, like I said, for places like these all around the country. And if you would like to help out in any way or like more information on what you can do to contribute, hit them up at projectsouth.org. When I hear stories like this, I feel helpless. I feel like that's just the way it is and it won't change. And I know that's not a very good positive outlook to have on things, but that's just the current feelings that I have when you continuously see things like this. So bringing awareness to it takes away a little of, well, I won't say takes away from the helplessness, but it makes me feel better. Uh, Never be afraid to speak your truth, even if that truth separates you from everyone else, because we wouldn't have even known about this had the lady not spoken out. It wouldn't be on a large scale as it is. Uh, Next topic. Okay, so I know the first two stories were a bit sad. Uh, We got that out the way. I think that's all the sad stuff for today. So this next topic should lift some spirits. And I know it lifted mine personally. Just a little something. You know, you you need a little pick-me-up after you read the sad news for the week. Um, And that is that Issa Rae posted to her Instagram a shot at her computer with a Zoom call open and insecure episode script with a pen on her coffee table with the caption that reads, Season 5 Table Reads Different. Hashtag Insecure HBO. I'm excited that even despite what COVID is doing, um, they are pushing forward to deliver Season 5 to us. I wasn't really a fan of last season um, at all. Like... I didn't like Condosa. Wait, is her name Condosa or Condoleezza? Cond- we just go with Condosa. I like. I didn't care for Condosa at all. I'm so mad that she's pregnant, and I'm interested to see what they do for uh, with the story, like moving forward. Because the girls was not happy with you know last season. We was not happy with Condola. We was not happy with um how. At the end, Molly and Issa got back cool based on the fact that they both kind of was in a dark place. Seems like trauma bonding to me, but what do I know? But I'm excited that they're doing table reads because that means that we are closer to getting season five. I'm so excited. Um, Nene jumped back on her Instagram after taking a month hiatus. From the gram with a pic and a caption that says, sometimes you have to hit the reset button. So obviously, you know that, or if you watch reality TV, you know that Real Housewives of Atlanta is coming back here soon. I know personally one, not personally, hold on. I know of one of the women that are going to be on the new season. And I'm actually excited to see her on this season, see what that's going to look like for her and um, 
I'm just interested to see how that looks. It's it's interesting when you see someone who you know outside of the reality realm, and then they get on reality. You kind of get to see like I was I wouldn't say who they really are, but who they're presenting to the world. So. I'm very excited to see this new season, but I have been seeing reports that um, there were some issues stemming from money concerning Nene and Bravo. They were renegotiating her contracts and the money was not meeting the, 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 the icon iconic, um, Nene. So I knew when she posted this, something was brewing. Then she later made a video stating that she would no longer be partaking, participating in season 13. And for me, my whole thing is like everybody was up in an uproar about this. First of all, it's not that deep. But second of all, if y'all caught it, she said season 13. She didn't say she was leaving the franchise. They try to make it seem like she said she was leaving the franchise. They just they just couldn't get her money right. She didn't say she was leaving the show for good. She said she was not gonna be on season thirteen, and I believe that that was because, like I said, Bravo couldn't settle on a fair price as far as monetary services are involved and what I think that she deserved after being on a show for 10 plus years and adding so much to it and giving so much to it and then being lowball when you know the white girls is getting you know over at BBH Beverly Hills uh they getting much more and have done much less you know you're one of the their biggest franchise shows. I don't watch Beverly Hills um, Hills uh, season. And the only reason I decided to take a peek at it was because they put a good black woman on there. So I wanted to see like what that dynamic would be like. But all in all, I don't feel like it's all of that big of a deal. She opted out, I feel like, a few seasons back when they was having her fucked up. So I feel like, you know, it's not necessary to make a big deal about. She'll be back if they get the money right. I consider her to be iconic in a lot of ways as far as what she's been able to do with the platform in the last 10 years that she's been given. And, yeah, that wraps up the pop side of the weekly wrap up now on to weed related topics if you are caught up on last week i told you all about the historic vote that was supposed to be taking place for marijuana um, legalization on a federal level via the more act and today i have an update on that the house speaker Nancy Pelosi, we're mentioning her a lot this episode, decided to delay the vote on cannabis legalization until after the November election. They didn't want it to uh, interfere with the House Democrats who are running for re-election in their prospective districts. So in short, they were worried about the optics. That's that on that for now. We won't find out this month if cannabis will be legal on a federal level, but we will know soon. So if I find out any more information on that, I will let you guys know. Next topic, yet another country is ready to let the cannabis floodgates open, and that is France. 
France sees the vision, I feel like, when it comes to cannabis and they're ready to be a part of the conversation. Members of the Members of France's Parliament Committee are urging the government to initiate a medicinal cannabis experiments. In doing this, they hope to address medicinal cannabis concerns, and they also are demanding a budget to be created for this experiment. I'll keep you guys updated on the progress of this as I learn more about it. The whole world seems to be catching on to the legalization of cannabis, and I've never been to France, but if they can get this passed, I'll definitely be pulling up with my blunt. Uh, so next topic. This was something um, I briefly touched on last week, I think, um, when I discussed Arizona's vote to legalize marijuana, and I spoke on the Cash-22s to marijuana becoming legal. Even though it is legal, there are stipulations you have to follow, or you guessed it, you can face fines, jail time, or both. Now, this week, I wanted to touch on racial bias in the D.C. area, despite a legalization there. Between 2015 and 2019, when weed wasn't legal, 90% of people arrested in Washington, D.C. were African-American, and all the arrests were cannabis-related. It's crazy because the African-American community only makes up of 45% of D.C.'s population, which is insane, okay? Now, five years after legalization of cannabis in Washington, D.C., Racial bias is still surprise prevalent in arrests for marijuana-related offenses. Since legalization, 89% of a 45% population were arrested for marijuana-related offenses. That's insane. That's almost just as high as it was before. I'm going to explain why this was able to happen. With the passing of cannabis, the supposed goal for the state of D.C. was to eliminate criminality associated with cannabis and establish regulatory systems of distribution of cannabis. But the Republicans snatched the city's budget and blocked the state from eliminating penalties on public consumption in cannabis sale, which is really fucked up. But I do believe it was for a strategic purpose, one that is meant to harm us. I will say that. The gray area created from this allows police to still do buy and bust, still harass black neighborhoods and over-police them. They're still able to carry on like we is illegal because that was what was perfectly set up as a trap for brown and black bodies. The last thing I would also like to say is this. It really doesn't matter if it's going to be legal on a federal level or a state level. We need to understand the laws and what is allowed so that we can bypass these traps that they're setting. We legalization is not a free-for-all. I cannot trust that enough. We still have to make sure we're thinking smart. And I know it's tiring and I know it's exhausting, but... It's what we have to do. It's a necessity. Let's jump on into the last topic of the weekly wrap-up. Cannabis retail is getting closer to becoming tangible for Vermont. The Vermont Legislature Committee came to an agreement this week on a compromise bill that will legalize the commercial production and retail sales of cannabis in the state. 
Back in 2018, Vermont legalized personal possession or cultivation of the plants for adults, but I guess they didn't really factor in how much money they were leaving on the table by not legalizing it on a commercial production and retail sales level. So they came back around members of both the Vermont House Representatives as well as State Senate came to a compromise. They also established a framework for taxes on cannabis sales. So if you live in Vermont or surrounding areas, look out for this because it is something that could be taking place very soon. That concludes this week's weekly wrap up on to the heart to heart. So it's not selfish to put yourself first. <laughs> no, it's self-full. It's self-full. It's self-full to be first, to be as good as possible to you, to take care of you, to keep you whole and healthy. That doesn't mean that you disregard everything and everyone, but you want to come with your cup full. You know, my cup runneth over. Yeah. What comes out of the cup is for y'all. What's in the cup is mine. Welcome back to another week of Heart to Heart. This week, we're going to be talking all about boundaries. I first want to share my personal struggles with boundaries. I would say I've been going through this journey for about four years. I discovered that I had issues with healthy boundaries in 2016. And I discovered that I was holding people in my life at such a high pedestal and high standard. And I was doing anything for their acceptance of me, their love, their approval of me. And I was stretching myself thin and mentally, emotionally, and physically, I was unwell. And that's when it dawned on me. But the downloads for me come... Uh, in waves and piece by piece. So I may get a download one year and then another year I may get another download and those two pieces go together. And that's how my journey has been. And so when I got that first download, I began to try to figure out how I could detach um, that longing that I had for those people and how they felt about me. I decided I needed to break free from that. That is a process within itself. But then after you break free from that, you have to address why you even felt that in the first place, which has to do with self-esteem. Um, so that's what has been my struggle. And I would say until recently, which I would say 2019, it's, it's clicked for me that I have to be more aggressive with my boundaries. I have to be more intentional about what I say and how I enforce those boundaries for myself. And so to say the least, it's been a struggle and that is why I wanted to touch on it. Because I recently, um, you know, encountered a, you know, a situation where I felt like you know, the person wasn't really understanding that um, you are not obligated to someone or obligated to fulfill certain duties for someone because of um, you all's relationship. And I think that that has a huge responsibility for putting a lot of us in bondage when it comes to boundaries because when you feel obligation to someone 
You betray yourself and your needs to fulfill what these obligations are. And I feel that that is unfair, but it's something that is generational, I believe. It's passed down from generation to generation um, with people having expectations for one another and having expectations about what should be done and how it should be done and not being open-minded to different possibilities. So that's been a huge thing for me, unlearning the obligation aspect. Remembering I'm not obligated to do anything if it is outside of what my mental, physical, emotional needs are and boundaries that I created, then I'm not obligated to oblige because I have to put myself first. So if you're struggling with that obligation currently, I would say that I feel you. And I want to encourage you to keep your head up in regards to that. And don't allow people in your life who don't understand yet or maybe won't ever understand that you're not obligated to do anything that, you know, transcends your um, boundaries for yourself. You are your responsibility. You don't have to overextend yourself because the other person believes that you should. Have enough confidence in yourself to believe that you deserve healthy relationships in your life. And that it's okay to say no. That's been a huge thing for me in this journey. Saying the word no. Two, two, two letters, one word, but such a hard thing for most of us to say, which is no, especially to our loved ones, our friends and our family. No is a hard word to, to give them, but it's necessary to say no when you are not up to the task. So believe that you deserve to say no. Um, I can't do that. Or just no will suffice without an explanation. Because no's with explanations might as well be a yes. You know what I mean? Because you feel guilty for not saying yes. You feel like you have to explain what you have going on. But you don't have to. You don't owe that to anyone. You're not obligated to explain your life and what you're doing for your well-being to others. So keep that in mind. Also, I want to touch on just healthy boundaries. And for me, an easy way has an easy way to gauge healthy boundaries is if when someone asks me, can I do something, or when someone proposes I do something, or anything of the sort where I would have to help someone else, if I feel in any way, shape, or form that that's out of my depth or that will be adding too much to my plate, if I if I immediately feel a little anxious about it or a little like, uh, then I say no. Because that is my body telling me, no, ma'am. We don't want you to do this. Please do not. You don't need this extra added whatever, so please don't take it on. And that's important to listen to your body and listen to what your spirit is telling you. I go back and forth between my ego personality and my authentic true self. 
So some days are better than others. Sometimes I can navigate through the trigger mazes that come up. And other days I'm not able to do so. Um, So I want you all to just keep in mind that you got to be gentle with yourself. I say this every week on this segment because it's super important. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself grace and understand that you're going through a process and a journey and everyone's not going to understand. And it's not your job to make them understand. That's something that I'm coming to the realization of at this point. It's not your job to help other people. You tell them, hey, this is how I would like to be treated. And if they decline to treat you that way, then you take your presence away. Be very intentional about being treated the way that you deserve to be treated. And also make sure that you are also giving that back. If if your cup is refilled because you've been setting these boundaries for yourself and your friends and your family and all your loved ones and you feeling confident and you feeling good, make sure you give that back to others so that you can keep the energy flowing around you positive at all times because that helps to assist in the process. When you live in a negative space, it blocks you and it cuts you off from those growth points. So that is all I wanted to chat with you guys about this week it was really on my heart and my spirit and i hope that you guys got something from it if you did and you have any further questions hit me up on the socials and let's chat about it we're gonna go ahead and jump into black business buzz skin and tan like a berry the sweet of the juice i want to be so black This week's Black Business Bus shout out goes to Chris Johnson, who is a army vet and a self-made millionaire. I found out about him because I follow, I think like this, I follow a few um, informative black owned um, Instagram pages and podcasts. And one day I was scrolling through my timeline and he was talking about how you can go to a shopping center and look at all of the shopping, the stores within that shopping center. How Basically how you can go into those businesses, pitch to them that you can run their social media, charge them, automate the business, and... That will be a stream of income for you. It was a bit more intricate, but that's the basis of the video. And ever since I found that video and watched it, I've been following him. I've been watching him and I have been um, gaining knowledge from him. He also teaches stock courses. So not only does he teach stock market um, information, he teaches you about dividend income, becoming an affiliate partner. He also teaches trade options, um, about flipping to make money, buying and flipping pallets, um, 
buying and flipping phones you name it he's done it and he talks about it i follow him on his instagram at chris johnson and that's chris with four s's johnson j-o-h-n-s-o-n you can look him up on the gram he's very active on there as well as twitter he is very active on his twitter accounts and you can look him up there at cj underscore johnson 17 and it's the same thing very consistent information he is always giving out free game clips giving out deals on his courses and just sharing knowledge and information with others i'm very excited to have someone um that i can follow on different platforms who brings value and um positivity to my timeline recently i've been restructuring what i see um this has been going on for the last six months uh unfollowing people that i don't engage and interact with and i don't like their content and it's not something that inspires me uplifts me or uh, teaches me anything it doesn't add value to my life um and I've been going through this process on Twitter and on Instagram. And I really just want to focus on only intaking information that uplifts me, that's positive, and that is teaching me something. So if it's not doing any of those things, inspiring me, uplifting me, um, shedding light on positivity or knowledge, then I don't want to intake that information. Check him out if you're interested in becoming an entrepreneur or you're trying to step your game up as an entrepreneur or even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur but you're looking for a side hustle. You're looking uh, for a way to build other streams of income that come in along with your day-to-day job or your career. Check him out, um, like I said, at CJ Johnson at cj underscore johnson 17th on twitter and then at chris johnson with four s's on instagram he's very active he replies back to his followers and he gives really really great knowledge so yeah hit him up welcome back to another week of musical radar this week i am doing two singles the first one is dead trolls by nba young boy he just dropped a project this past week everybody has been talking about it i happen to hear this particular song and i like it this is the thing okay this music can only be tolerated during certain points for me personally okay this particular song i love the beat and production of the song i was going to say that first and foremost the lyrics i'm indifferent to and i know it's not good to always hear that type of violence and stuff like that all the time but the melody and the production of the song overall is good this is something i would turn on after I'm just like trying to get through traffic. When I sit up in my seat, <clears throat> pull my pull my chair up and I'm up on the wheel. I'm really concentrated on trying to get through traffic. This is that song. This will be on that playlist. And I will be able to get home in 20 minutes because I'm gonna do um 80, 95, 100 <coughs> up up 285. So For me, this is a speeding type of song. It definitely puts you in a good mood to drive and get around traffic and you just vibing and you getting it. 
The second song is Cray Cray by Young Dolph. Now, this is the thing. I'm not a huge fan of Young Dolph. I uh, I like some of his songs. Some of his songs are really good, and then some of his songs are really bad. So I'm not a huge fan of everything that he puts out. This song is very similar to the last song. Uh, as far as the melody and production is so good, I love it. This would be more something I would listen to if I'm like smoking or I'm about to pregame. Or I'm getting ready and pre-gaming at the same time to go to an event. It just puts you in that mood like you feeling good, you feeling fly, you feeling sexy. Um, both of the songs really have the same subject matter that these artists always talk about. So it's nothing new as far as the lyrics are concerned. But the production, the melody... Everything about the songs, minus the lyrics, I love. And so, therefore, I will listen to it under those two settings. Uh, it's not something I'm just going to turn on. Or unless, like, maybe I'm working out, I turn on the young boy. Just something to just get me in that mood, like, you know, to push through my workout. But other than that, that is um, the times where I will listen to that song or those songs. Also... No, excuse me. It's not an episode of I Don't Burp. <clears throat> what was I going to say? I have to write these songs. So, <sighs> let's see. It, out, out of 10, I would give them... I would give them both like a 6, 6.5. I would give them a 6, 6.5. Um, no, I'll, I'll go with a 6. I won't do a 0. .5. I'm, I'm just going to do a 6. A straight 6 for both. Because I really like what they was given on the back end, minus the lyrics. So, I'm going to give them a six. And if there is some uh, songs that you want me to review, <clears throat> hit me up and let me know. And I will review them. <clears throat> if you want me to review your song, hit me up and I will review it. And that concludes this week's Musical Radar. We're going to go ahead and close out the show. All right, guys, the time has come to say goodbye. <laughs> I really love doing these episodes, and I hope that that shows through when you all listen to them, because I enjoy making them for you. I hope you learned something. I hope you laughed, most importantly, okay? So... No one won last week's riddle. So what I'm going to do is give the answer for that one. And then I'm going to read the new riddle for this week. <clears throat> so last week's riddle was what has lots of eyes but can't see. And the answer to that riddle was a potato. Now this week's riddle goes as follows. I stay in the corner but travel around the world. I'm running back for y'all one more time. I stay in the corner, but travel around the world. What am I? Hit me up on the socials. Let me know if you have the answer and you will win a prize. You can also reach me at CWC at Smokers Podcast at gmail.com. Chief and with Chi Podcast on Instagram or let Chi on Twitter. 
and I will respond to you. Again, it has been a pleasure. Until next week, I'm out.